That was that was what was synced up. We just we, it was it was unified. Um, mm-hmm. Hi everybody, Rob Riggle here. I'm Sarah Tiana. Welcome back to Riggle's Picks. Chan is with us. Um, she's uh, doesn't have a mic though, so she, if you hear her yelling in the background, <laughs> uh, that's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, I like hi. that we always talk about our uh, air horn first. <laughs> How we well, did because it? It's, why we, we did it? We come hot out of the gates <laughs> with it. It's different every time, and it is. And when sometimes, mm-hmm. like today, we synced up beautifully. <laughs> so I was like, well, "We got to comment on that. That was <laughs> that was special." Yeah. Oh uh, well, hi. Hi, how are you? I'm, uh, I feel great. I feel <laughs> awesome. I feel like a, a crisp one dollar bill. Oh yeah, yeah. Just a one dollar yeah. bill, though. <laughs> not not a crisp one hundred dollar bill. <sighs> Do you want to tell us why? Are you just a you just a working machine? Thank you. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. You know, in the 70s, everyone was trying to be a dancing machine. Uh-huh. And now everybody's trying to be a working machine. Mm-hmm. And that, my friends, is what Rob Riggle is. And yes, I'm going third person right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's the American dream, right? <laughs> Having eight jobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What a weekend. Um, so last night, uh, I was in Las Vegas mm-hmm. uh, for, oh. for Fox NFL. Mm-hmm. And for Fox NFL, yes, we had okay. it was an annual meeting, and the show is being uh, inducted into some sort of broadcasting or television Hall of Fame. What? Yes. Wow. Uh, Fox NFL, the pregame, the Fox NFL pregame show, uh, Fox NFL Sunday, ha- started twenty five years ago, and it has been the number one. NFL pregame show for 25 years straight. Wow! Since the day it opened. So anyway, uh, it's 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 kind of an iconic show, yeah. and it's and it has an iconic cast with Terry Bradshaw and Howie, and mm-hmm. you know, and Jimmy Johnson and Stray and and uh, everybody. Uh, and I've been part of the show for like the last uh, seven years. So, so I thought it was, you were going to say it's been number one for seven years. <laughs> right. That's what I should. That should. <laughs> That's what I thought. Which would not. It would be factual. For the last seven years, it has been the number one. <laughs> um, but so we were in Vegas for, for that and then kind of an annual meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, you know, I was in, we do the thing, so, you know, and, uh, last night and then boom, I got to be out here today because I'm shooting at night right now. I'm doing night shoots. So I didn't want to get off schedule. So I just stayed up all night <laughs> oh in God. Vegas. Um, uh-huh. with our good friend, Chris Peasy, okay. f- uh, friend of the show, mm-hmm. Chris Peasy. Um, and we, we stayed up. Now I feel like Peasy probably would have stayed up regardless yes. of you joining him mm-hmm. or you being like, let's stay up. Yeah. You know, I feel like he just has so many people to propose to after he gets a little hammered. Mm-hmm. So I would think that he would want to stay up because, you know, the odds are good after 2 a.m., <laughs> right? <laughs> I got to tell you, <laughs> if you haven't been to Vegas <laughs> uh, on a Sunday <laughs> oh, yeah. morning, well, I take that back. It would be a technically a Monday morning mm-hmm. uh, from the hours of 2 a.m. <laughs> uh, until 7 a.m., which was, that was the hard stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the the weirdest place <laughs> and the greatest people watching I've ever done in my life. Where were you? Uh, we were at the Wynn. Okay. And we just sat in the lobby bar basically and drank and just kind of killed time and told stories and caught up. And it was fine because there was – and we played. We we gambled. Okay, yeah. Oh, the hoping. dice were hot. <laughs> oh, yeah. The bones were hot. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I couldn't be stopped. <laughs> oh, yeah, on craps? Uh-huh. Craps. It was, it was going down in the city last night, <laughs> and I was loving Does it. Does Vegas have any money left? No. <laughs> no. Wow. You're looking at the new owner of the win <laughs> right here. It's, they're changing their name to the loss <laughs> because they ain't got no more money left in that game. We uh, we did have a blast. We we played blackjack f- uh, for a long time, and then we we uh, played craps for a long time. <laughs> and um, it was just a great time. It was That's really good. So but so I'm on night shoot. So anyway, I stayed up because we had to we had to leave for the airport at 7 a.m. and you know and then. I thought, well, maybe I'll get back to L.A. and I'll get some sleep uh, before tonight's shoot. Mm-hmm. What the hell? I was th- it just doesn't work. I'm still not on a night 
or a day night. Like you can, it's so hard to just flip your twelve hour oh, schedule. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm cruising into tonight's shoot uh-huh. with real fear in my heart. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to. Because laugh. I don't know how I'm going to get it done. I'm exhausted at the starting line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you ever started a marathon and been exhausted at the starting line? It's bad. You just ran it's a marathon. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> And so I really, I don't know how I'm going to, like, when I think about myself at 4 a.m. this morning coming, mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow morning, I'm I'm nervous because I don't know. Because I got to be cracking wise. I got to be doing all kinds of, I got to be on. Yeah, you have to be funny. Yeah. Which is not as, is not as easy as people think ever, especially when uh, you don't have any sleep. And the lights are on and the cameras are rolling mm-hmm. and everybody's looking at you going, dazzle me. <laughs> Yeah. And all I want to do is flip them all off. <laughs> and I, I'll dazzle you, but I, you, none of it's useful. <laughs> because this is a network show, and I can't cuss. I can't do anything. Oh, no. I'll, I'll light the candle and <laughs> burn this place to the ground. Right. But I can't. It's no, you won't be able to use it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that sounds fun. Yeah. So now I'm going to sit there and see. <laughs> I'm just going to stare right down the barrel of the camera. You got to tell us when this episode comes out. <laughs> you know, that way, as a as It'll a be easy to mark. listeners, we can all watch it and point to the time when Rob Riggle stopped working in Hollywood. When <laughs> 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 he just said, "No thanks," phoning it in can go straight to hell. <laughs> um, oh man, I'm so sorry. Yeah, well, listen, it's uh, it's the way, that's what it is. It that's, was a good idea in theory. That's what's up. Thinking what's like, up. oh, I'll stay up because then I'll be super tired and I'll get great sleep. Yeah, and I and thought then. I would. I thought I was like helping myself by getting on schedule, mm-hmm. which maybe maybe it will pan out because tonight will be horrific, mm-hmm. and then I'll go home. I usually get home around six in the morning, mm-hmm. and hopefully I'll be able to really crash. Like, like, cause I, I, you know, I should be at my wits end. Should I be. should be totally destroyed. But the problem is that I'm worried about getting sick and yeah. you know, because we have a whole, this whole week is night shoots this whole week. Ugh. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. How about you? Well, I uh, also had some really late nights in New York because I was uh, up there. I was doing shows at Caroline's for WrestleMania. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Caroline. Our shows were at midnight on Friday and Saturday and the Friday night show uh, the comic before us ran the light by 45 minutes, and she refused to get off stage. And then, um, wait a minute. Uh, so, for, for folks at home, when you get the light, mm-hmm. that is the indicator that you have about five minutes left, and to start working on your last joke or your closer or start to wrap things up. Yep. And you can fudge by a minute or two, but that's you know that's considered bad form to go over because there's right. other comedics, uh, other comedians waiting. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me yes. that this particular comedian went 45 minutes past the light? Way past, yes. Uh-huh. That's a whole second show. Yeah. Thank you. And, like, first of all, there, like, there's no amount of comedy and no amount of things you have to say that are that important that could would mean disrespecting the show after you. That is, I've never heard of it. That in my life, right? Yeah, no, me neither. <laughs> That's shocking. Was was uh, was it a he or a her? It was a she. It was a she. Was she not? Were, were people trying to flag her oh, down? Yeah. They were, were people... flashing her. They were lighter. They and were she waving was just, the thing. She was just straight up fuck you guys. Yeah, yeah, just like no, I'm doing my thing. I'm doing my. T- I'm doing what How I. How rude! It's so. Rude. When she came on, I, 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 now if I was. Mm-hmm. Supposed to go on after her. When she came off, I don't give a fuck who she is. I would have told her, that's some bullshit. Yes, if I could have found her, I would have. Uh, but I was, uh, we had a full lobby, full of, uh, so at Caroline's, the way it's set up is that there's stairs down to the basement. Yep, I've been there. And then there's this big lobby. And so people can kind of hang out there, get yeah. a drink before the next show. And then So one she blended into the crowd and made a run for it? I don't know. I, I never saw it because... Not only that, uh, after she did her extra time, uh, she decided she did her meet and greet after on stage, which people paid for. They paid to do a meet and greet with her, uh, which took another 45 minutes. So we did not get our show started until 1.30 in the morning after people had spent an entire day doing WWE stuff in New York, and they were already pretty tired 
which meant we had other wrestlers who were supposed this to be surprised. crazy. Guests. Yeah, like dropping off the show because they're like, we have to be up tomorrow morning for other wrestling stuff. So all these surprise guests that we had lined up were like, sorry, sorry, we can't stay, sorry. So we started losing people on the show. And, um, yeah, it was just kind of a nightmare. And I was uh, I was pretty livid at Caroline's for not just turning the yes. lights on and turning off the microphone. And, like, yes. you know, they're like, oh, sorry. Someone's got to be in I'm charge. Like, you guys have the power. Yes. She does not have it's the power. It's your club. It's your club. And it's also raining outside, so, like, the fans have to, like, crouch into this, like, Oh, my God. It's like, like, no it's shit. Like, it was one it's thing like a worst-case scenario. Yeah, Everything's like, unraveling. One thing after another, after another, after another. And, uh, yeah, but I was, like, so busy trying to help everybody get in. I don't even know what happened to her or where she ended up. I think she went out a side secret entrance. And, uh, and um, I know she got a stern talking to the next or her management team i don't know how she, if she, she definitely didn't go over as much the next night she still went over but not as much uh so we were able to start it on time the next night on saturday um but uh i would uh, caroline's did not handle it the way that i would have they were definitely better about it the the next night and they were really apologetic but then they um they kind of botched our meet and greet too so i don't think i'll ever be back there I don't mind saying that into a microphone. Wow, that yeah, because that's <laughs> yeah, because that, it's like it was. That's some real bullshit. That that's so unprofessional. There aren't many. There really aren't many taboos in the comedy world, mm-hmm. um, and and there's, you know, the standards aren't always that high. But there are yeah. there are some things that are just laws. Almost, yes. you know. Yes. And and we all have to abide by them. All everybody. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Or or it's fucking bedlam. And yeah, this was a violation in the highest order. Yeah. And I, I I you don't have to mention this comedian by name, and that's fine. I don't want to trash anybody on on the podcast, but I want to know who the fuck it was. Oh, I'll between- say her name was Jess Hilarious. J E S S. Last name hilarious. I'm assuming that's what's well, already funny right there. <laughs> Um, yeah, not less hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh! I don't know. It's just uh, it was a lot. It was a very um, it was a very unfortunate situation. So you know that's the first time that anything like that has ever happened to me. They were oh. extremely apologetic to uh, Dolph Ziggler. They weren't as apolog. They didn't. You know, they told me to tell him they were sorry. Oh but, bullshit! Yeah, and I was like, wow. You know, and they called him. And Is apologized. everybody emotionally retarded? <laughs> I'm like, are there no I more professionals in this world? Either, or you know? no one knows how to deal with like, look, when the shit goes wrong, mm-hmm. you step up and you say, sorry. You know, you say, I did this. You look people in the eye. Mm-hmm. You take responsibility. You you let them know how you're going to correct it so it doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. And you hopefully move on and you. And everybody can, you know, move on. Everybody. Yeah, everybody can move on. But they, they, they made you a messenger. Please tell Dolph we're sorry. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, then they w- called him and apologized as well. But, yeah, I mean, I, what, it was is... just, I just felt, like, very slighted as a comic myself. And, like, uh, you know, and I think they were just looking at me as, like, some, like, roadie manager scenario and not as, like, someone who produces the yeah. show and has to do all the work to like and is a professional comedian who yeah. tours around the country doing stand-up yeah and i also have to like put out all those fires with the club so i'm i'm being the bad guy on his behalf so that you know that he doesn't have to but he needed he had a lot of stuff to worry but he's getting the wrestler so i was like letting him just do that part and oh, deal with all of that while i tried to deal with the mechanics of the uh the club but it was it was you know, tough, and people ask me, they're like, "Why don't you do stand up anymore?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll tell you why. Yeah, because I know. it was. It, I remember now. I remember why I don't do it because it was an unholy grind. Five shows in three nights, or six shows in three mm-hmm. nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, having to do radio to promote it, you mm-hmm. didn't get paid that much. You were always treated like shit. You mm-hmm. ate. You, know, you had to eat the bar food at mm-hmm. the club. It was, mm-hmm. you know. You you didn't sleep. By the time you got off stage, it's one thirty. Mm-hmm. Your, your your adrenaline's going, so you really can't calm down. Yeah. It's about three thirty or four before you even go to bed. It was just a hard fucking life. Yeah, it's not an easy life. So and then to be mistreated on top of that, <laughs> yeah, fuck like, you. Wow. Yeah. You know, like I guess you know, like uh, so. I'm just uh, I I felt so bad for the fans who had to wait or missed out on any potential other you know guests or wrestlers that they got to see you know they paid a lot of money for those tickets and 
Um, and we felt uh, extremely bad, both uh, Dolph and I both felt very bad, and, and we were doing everything in our power to make it go f you know, faster or help the situation. And luckily we had other great comments like Ron Funches and Mike Lawrence on the show great who guys. like who who were were great and they stuck around and like they the fans were just so excited to yeah. see them they did such a great job and and uh and the show was a blast once we got it going sure. uh and but you know it was just so uh it just really stunk for yeah. those people who had i mean i didn't leave there till 4 30 in the morning uh that night and um <sighs> you know, it was a lot, but um, wow, I'm sorry that happened. Yeah, That's I know. Bullshit. I'm sorry it happened too. Um, but lesson learned, and uh, now I'll, you know, I, every one of these shows that we've done together, we've learned something new, and so now we've learned something else. Uh, what to do on WrestleMania weekend? And I wow. think uh, uh, there's a we wanted to do it at midnight because th then all the other events are over, so sure. more people can come to this, and they don't feel like they have to forego going to the Hall of Fame induction to come to our, sh you know, our silly show. So anyway, uh, the shows it themselves were great and people had a great time and the Q&As were fun and the meet and greets were great. So uh, other than that. You know what good. show I saw this weekend? What? I saw the Chris Peasy show. <laughs> Is that similar to Magic Mike? A little bit. <laughs> it, it, it was Peasy just show? as sexy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Hell yeah, it was. So this is the Chris Peasy show. Chris, uh, we're playing craps, mm -hmm. and we're we're drinking high octane alcohol, which is just alcohol. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. You got to make it sound cooler. Mm -hmm. So well, for a wriggle, everything is extreme. Hot, <laughs> hot, hot, high hot octane, alcohol. high performance. <laughs> yeah, we're drinking high performance alcohol. Maximum amount of alcohol. <laughs> you mean a shot? Yes. <laughs> Maybe a double. Yeah. Um, w when he was rolling the bones, <laughs> bones are the dice, way the way right? craps works is you roll the dice, <laughs> and on the coming out roll, if you roll a seven or eleven, you get paid. If you roll a, a two, three, or box cars, you know twelve. That's craps. You lose. And if you roll a number, that's the point. And yeah. then you know. Mm -hmm. So anyway, let's say the point was five. Right, so he gets five. So everybody's go, come on, Paisley, get the you know, roll the five, roll the five. He rolls the five, and he does this walk around <laughs> like this. It got so entertaining; it was like a end zone dance. Oh, you know, like there was real choreography <laughs> to it. There was real and right. real passion. Like he would he would roll, and we were all we were all at a fever pitch. And he would roll the dice and like, come on, five, come on. He gets the five, right? And he goes, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and he would get all, his face would get all, you know, yeah, yeah. Like he just knocked a guy out, right. you know? And he would he would peacock around. <laughs> you know, he would be walking around peacocking. And I swear to God, it was I was just like, God damn, this is really awesome. Yeah. It's such pure entertainment because he was feeling it. Right. He was really feeling it. The CPZ move at any yes. fast pace must be pretty entertaining it already. Was but. It was glorious. It, was, <laughs> it really made the weekend. I just kept wanting him to hit numbers because watching that celebration was mm -hmm. fantastic. That is uh, very entertaining. Yeah. The most entertaining craps game I've ever seen is uh, Brad Williams playing craps. You know, he's a little person. <laughs> so I, wa I happened to be in Tahoe <laughs> on his bachelor weekend. Bachelor visually, party. visually, <laughs> yeah. I already love this. Right. Visually. He's like, meet us at the, you know, this <laughs> casino. Like, uh, and I go and I'm like, where's Brad? And then I see a little person standing on a stool with a fedora on <laughs> in the corner of a craps table. <laughs> and every time he leans over to pick up the dice yeah. his little feet dangle in the <laughs> air and i was like oh my god this is gonna be the best night of my life <laughs> and it was uh, it had to yeah, be yeah yeah and he was hot he was throwing them all you know oh like, yeah it was great you know oh, you know and, so much fun. and when brad throws his arms up to be excited <laughs> you know it's pretty great because they're about shoulder high for yeah. you, and it's just, uh, it's so beautiful. It is. There's I wish he could have peacocked around, but yeah. that getting off the stool, getting back up on the stool would have been, been exhausting. Yeah, yeah. That's too much for anybody. That's too much work for anybody. Way too much work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, by the way, and also this weekend, uh, Final Four action. Yes. Uh, we're down to two. We are. And the big game is tonight. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'll be working like a yeah. dog. <laughs> Falling asleep on camera mm -hmm. while they cattle prod me back into hijinks. 
but it looks like uh, Texas Tech and um, Virginia uh, are going to going to go do this thing. And I'll be honest, I'm a Big Twelve guy, so obviously I'm going to be rooting for Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Plus, they're the underdog, mm-hmm. and um, they got a killer defense, and their offense has progressively gotten better. But who? It all comes down to who can handle the nerves. Who's going to be fluid yeah. tonight, and who's going to be tight? Well, and if it's any indication as to like the way the last, like uh, the Virginia game ended on foul shots, which was just ugh, what a, the worst way to end the such worst a game. Way. But that's why coaches make them shoot like a hundred free throws a, a practice. That kid because was it does so come down chill to that. Th- shooting those threes. I was like, I was so mad too. I was so mad at that foul. Yeah. I didn't think it was a foul. I mean, clearly it ended up being a foul. But I was like. I was just tweeting about how, like, I know I just can't believe I'm saying this, but Auburn was robbed. Like, it just in my <laughs> SEC heart doesn't feel appropriate to ever say that Auburn yeah. should have won. Yeah. Like, you're like, no, no. <laughs> I, you know, like, I've never wanted to shoot an eagle with a war, a whole war, <laughs> like, my whole life. But, um, yeah, man, I just – and then that's also the way that the women's championship game ended. It ended yeah. Baylor and Notre Dame. The ba- It's 62-60. Baylor gets uh, – uh, Notre, Notre Dame, Dame gets two yeah. shots and she misses the first one. Then she tries to miss the second one and it goes in. And I was like, oh. So if Texas Tech wins tonight, that'll be two Texas teams that win. And that hasn't happened since Connecticut won, I think. The Connecticut wow. women and the Connecticut men's team won, I think, in 2012 or something. Well, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. So it'd wow. be pretty interesting for that. But I definitely don't want Virginia to win after they won that way. I haven't really felt like they deserve. I felt like they've just been like, it, almost like Duke, where it's like they're they're playing on borrowed time. In my mind, I think mm-hmm. they deserve to win that game, but they won, so they're there. Yeah, they but are there, and we shall see what happens. It's an impressive way to go from like losing to the 16 seed last year, and then now being in the final game this year. So it is it is a kind of a story of redemption, mm-hmm. which is I, I like that. Yeah, because I'm sure there was a lot of pressure within the school and the program and. I'm sure any of those kids that came back were feeling it like that's not who we were. We, you know, right. we don't lose. We shouldn't have lost. Yeah. And so now we're going to prove it to you. And they did yeah. so far. Let's see what happens. But <laughs> yeah. but making it to the finals is pretty damn good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. You know, and uh, I'm just like I'm a, I'm always excited and terrified to see one shining like one shining moment because. I'm already been crying like for three of the games. Whenever I see those kids cry, yeah. no matter what game, I'm just like, oh no, <laughs> you know, like Absolutely. I can't watch like a 19 year old boy cry. Like that's just so sad. I hate that. <laughs> so that one, that shining moment, oh, that always gets me. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> young athletes put it because they put their heart and their soul, and they they put countless hours of dedication. Any, but that's that's why we have these. That's why sports matter and sports are so interesting because it is the ultimate in the human journey. But especially in <coughs> basketball because you're like, this is probably the last basketball game they are ever going to play. Yeah. If you don't make it to the NBA, yeah. this is your last basketball game ever. Yeah, and, and there's then, not a lot of spots available in the NBA. Right, and especially if you don't – for some of these guys, making it a far way in the tournament is what helps you get into the NBA because mm-hmm. more eyes are on you, more people are watching. Like you're, like the notoriety. Oh my God, you're the kid that hit the three against. Yeah. You. It's like, so oh, it just it's so heartbreaking sometimes. Yeah. But you know that's what it is. That's the way. Well, give me your prediction. Yeah, I think Texas Tech's gonna win as well. Yeah. yeah. I, I, th- I thought that Michigan State was going to win against Texas Tech, but then it wasn't even close. Yeah. So. <laughs> what I'm defense. really hoping for is for my numbers to come up in my squares game, which would mean, like, if Texas Tech wins 60 to 51, I'll win $2,000. That's really all I care about. It has That's to be the winner has to have a zero and the loser has to have a one. That's which a is lot the of worst. cheddar. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're getting ready to go back to the crap table I'm, I'm, with yeah, the money. All I can think one. I was like, how can I gamble that? Yeah. <laughs> how can I gamble that? How can I gamble that? Speaking of gambling, if you want to put some easy cheese down right now, I would bet on my Braves because they be rolling. You keep talking about last week you couldn't wait to tell me how the Braves are never going to make it against the Royals ever. Wait, where do yeah, you come you, up with this stuff? Oh, I, I Just from you talking oh it into God. a microphone, that's where it <laughs> Yeah. 
You sound, you sound like Christopher, my boyfriend, who's just like, I never, I talk, never said that. I never said well, that. Well, it felt like you said it. Yeah, this is what happens. In my heart, it feels like you did. That's, and that, that's what really is going on in this world. Perceived yeah. slights as opposed to actual slights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I'm glad they're off to a hot start. I don't care about Atlanta only because they're in the <laughs> National League. Right. So I'm like, knock yourself out. We'll meet you in the World Series. Then I'll care. <laughs> um, now, my Royals came hot out of the <laughs> gates. And at, well, they were 2-0. and oh, And now I think they're 6-0. and or, Two and six. I mean, it unraveled fast. I was like, what the hell happened? It didn't take a whole lot of uh, figuring out that. Yeah, well, we have really hot bats. And yeah. uh, and we have been, uh, the, our biggest problem with the Braves is the bullpen. Like, mm-hmm. we've had a really tough time closing out the games. But luckily, we've been so far ahead that it's been okay for them to give up runs. But we swept the Cubs. Like, we scored 25 runs against the Cubs. Shit, that's no joke. It is no joke. And it's like, you get a hit, you get a hit. <laughs> Everybody's been uh, lights out hitting. And the other night, it was, uh, we were we were up against Miami 3-2. to two, And then the Miami, up in the ninth, like, hits a home run to tie it up in the ninth. And I'm like, this is how it happens. You this are is always ready. the way it happens. <laughs> Game eight. You know, it's over. Games, season's over. Season's over. Keep my season tickets. I'm <laughs> yeah. done. Wait, Sarah, hold on. No, no, it's done. <laughs> Forget it. I'm not a fan anymore. <laughs> Who's on the Royals? I like them. Uh, yeah, and then uh, we all of a sudden bases are loaded. Like it was like we got a walk, and then there was a past then uh, catcher interference. We got two runners on. Then there was Don't a, you love a, a rally? Past ball. I'm like, this is like the baseball gods keep shining on us, and yeah. I have never seen it. Like, I I've seen us win yeah. in like an extreme effort where it was like total small ball. Yeah. We made all the right plays and we did it the right way. Yeah. Never just like, oh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking baseball gods hate you guys right now, and we're finally on the receiving yeah. end because it's all going our way. It's usually always going someone yeah. else's way. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that. I've, I've felt like my teams are always on the wrong side of a highlight reel. Right. And, yes. and, and when it does go your way, it, you almost feel like, is it really happening? Is it true? Because <laughs> like, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it happen where it all goes your way. And you're like, suck it. <laughs> you want to tell everybody to just eat it, eat shit. <laughs> That's why I'm doing it into this podcast, because I'm like, two more people might hear me say, suck it. I mean, I cannot even tell you how excited I've been, because I'm always excited to watch the Braves, but I'm usually just like, oh, we should have won, but oh, well, you know, it's just not our year, just not I our got year. To, I saw something really pleasing, uh, I guess it was a week ago, maybe. Um, so Bryce Harper is, uh, you know, he was... He was traded from the Nationals to the Phillies. Big paycheck. We all, I'm sure if you've, you've all seen the headlines. But I guess they were playing the Nationals recently, mm-hmm. the Phillies and Nationals. Yes. And uh, they were up in uh, D.C. And, and I guess <laughs> Bryce struck out and the fans went nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how fast? Like, literally last year, he was your idol. He was everything mm-hmm. to you guys. You mm-hmm. loved him. You worshipped him. Yes. You know, if uh, if it was a Polishing a questionable call, you know, if it was a if they called a strike and it was a ball, you guys furious <laughs> and literally, I mean, just boom! Within a couple of months, he strikes out, and you're like, "You go to hell, Harper! <laughs> yeah. You go to hell and you die!" <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the elation on their face when he struck out. I hope the Rocky statue falls on you and breaks <laughs> your ankles. You never get to play again. Really wishing that kind of evil on him, like because they were showing the crowd uh, when he did strike out, and they it was like a freeze frame. They all erupted. There, you know. Imagine like it was really one of the most pleasing things. Oh God, it's like didn't he act, like pen a letter to them and like put it in the Washington Times? Like I think they, so. In the like Washington Times, the uh, Washington Post, yeah. which is just like this long like page. love letter. Yes. Like yeah. I love you. I'm so thankful yeah. for this city. They're Wonderful like, opportunity. Too fucking late for that shit. They're like <laughs> ripping it in the stands, throwing it. Well, out. I remember. I remember uh, back in the day uh, when uh, Bo Jackson played for the Royals, mm-hmm. and he was an All Star for the Royals. Okay, but then he would go put on a Raiders uniform oh. and come back to Arrowhead in a Raiders uniform, 
Now, this, quite literally, he's playing baseball for us in September, and we're celebrating him. We're praising him. Everybody in Kansas City is just loving on Bo. He comes back in October as a Raider, and there are signs that say, Bo don't know shit. (laughs) (laughs) Hanging over the ledge at Arrowhead, and fuck you, Bo. Like, don't come back here in a Raiders outfit. I mean, and it was literally like four weeks, three, four weeks between the two. Like, we love you, Bo. You're the greatest. Fuck you, Bo. Don't (laughs) even come in here with that bullshit Raider outfit on. If fans are hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, fans. where your your allegiances lie <laughs> with the team, not the athlete, that's and that it. is always way more clear. Yeah. And like, and that's what makes sports so fun because you have to have a villain. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a villain, <laughs> and I feel like baseball is always missing that. You know, A Rod was such a great villain in the in the MLB, uh-huh. and like, you have. There to used have to be like people. pitchers too. Yeah. Pitchers like Al Roboski yeah. and and uh, Catfish uh, Hunter, you know, <laughs> yeah. just guys that had mustaches, surly looking mother. You know, yeah. David. I guess Wells kind of maybe had that a little bit. Yeah. No, he was fine. Who was the John Rocker had that. Rocker had <laughs> Rocker, Rocker had. It. Well, I'm trying to think. Like, um, remember when uh, the Yankees played the Mets in the 2000 World Series, the Subway Series, mm-hmm. and Piazza, the bat <laughs> yeah. broke. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like the pitcher, the, oh, the the would picked it up and like. Oh, wasn't that? Um, who was the pitcher doing that? There? Was um, was it Wells? No, it was. Um, uh, God, it was. The, I thought it was the Red. Oh, Sox. was it Clemens? Clemens, yeah. Oh, yeah. Clemens. Was it Clemens? Yeah. Anyway, like, and like that kind of stuff is good, you know. Like he uh, said, he thought it was the ball. He still to this day says he thinks the bat was really? the ball. Really? Right. Well, then you're the, you're an idiot. Oh yeah. So why didn't you throw it like a baseball? <laughs> Right. right. If it's a ball, yeah. do you throw it sideways? Yeah. Not overhand. Exactly. You know, like, get out of here. You cuckoo yeah. banana house. Yeah, but that's when baseball was ba- you know, it was like it was like that. You that. need a little heat. You need a little friction. Yeah. You need and we to- saw it with uh uh was it uh Puig Puig? Yes, yo Puig, yeah. Puig. Just yesterday too. It was hilarious. that one did you see the snapshot? Yes. Where the all the pirates are running at him. <laughs> And it was juxtaposed against Braveheart, where yeah. <laughs> the stampede of horses are coming. And it was like one man against the because it was it was one red uniform against a sea of yellow pirate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't take that and blow it up and make it his garage door, <laughs> his garage. Door. I, <laughs> he's wasting his time, man. He's wasting. What his are time. you using your money for? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, I didn't realize that Matt Kemp is on that team too. The Red, like him and Puig are both on the Reds now. It's I very, didn't realize that. I didn't either. know that until I saw Kemp in the fight. And it always reminds me of like uh, when Kemp played for uh, the Dodgers. The very first, like one of the first three games of the year, they were playing in San Diego. And I think that was when uh, Granky uh, threw at the guy and then got in the fight. And then Granky ended up hurting his hand. He was pitching against the Padres. I that's, don't remember. That's wild. Granky is so not a fighter. Oh, like yeah, the fact I know. that I'm sure the manager was like, Grinky, you're gonna throw it at this guy. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't want to coach. I don't yeah. want to. You're, no. you're gonna do no, it. No, he is kind of a hothead, but he's just like one of those quiet hotheads. Uh-huh. And uh, and I always think of like Matt Kemp was like really involved in that fight, and uh, and uh, Vince Scully is calling the game, and he's <laughs> like, and Matt Kemp is irate, yelling at the ump, <laughs> saying. That's her- fertilizer, ump. That's fertilizer. <laughs> and you're like, oh, he's saying, oh, he said horse fertilizer. He's like clearly saying horse shit. Yeah. But Vince Scully doesn't want to say the word shit, so he calls it fertilizer. I it's love so the Vince Scullys of the world. Those <laughs> yeah. those those old time announcers who are you know still just above you know <laughs> still keeping it classy. Yeah. Keeping it classy. That is really funny. John Oliver just did a whole thing. Uh, like he just had uh, Vince Scullyisms uh, before opening day of baseball was starting, and he's like, in honor of Vince Scully, we're going to play some of his greatest hits, and it's just him like rambling during the game. <laughs> it was the best, and like, and that's why they call it a uh, a, a clinker, you know, like it, uh, like a garage, like talking about garage door clickers, yeah, like yeah. that's why they call it a clicker. Yeah. You're like. Who's talking about garage doors? It is it is an art form to fill time. <laughs> right. Yes. It's an art form. He was a master to to, to fill time and and you don't even realize it in a game because games baseball games are long <laughs> and it's to go off on these tangents that they go off on. Yeah. 
I mean, it is gold. Oh, and to be able to pull it off like a pro is mm-hmm. is a skill. Yeah. It's a skill. Yeah. So seeing that that fight and it was also such a weird fight cuz it's the Reds and the Pirates and you're like I didn't even know they were playing, you know? <laughs> like uh, yeah, they still right. play they're each both, other. Yeah, they still there? play each other and they're both still teams. Yeah. Oh, they're okay. major leaguers. They're not AAA. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. So uh yeah, it was just so funny to see those two teams fight it out for hey, Chan. last place. Chant. Um, do we have any uh, viewer mail? Yeah, we have a lot of viewer mail. Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> I can't wait to read all the hilarious viewer mail next week. Yeah, oh, yeah. Pause. Sorry, our internet is not good. Out on location. So it's taking me a second. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, have I have screenshots. Oh. Um, let's see. Mike asked, Sarah, how is it living with a Red Sox fan right now? Got to tell you, as a Dodgers fan, it's kind of fun watching them struggle. Also, great show. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. <laughs> uh, well, it was. Uh, it's always it's fine living with a Red Sox fan. Again, it's the American League, so I don't give a shit. I don't consider the American <laughs> League a real league because I think the DH is bullshit. Uh, so. You know, having that kind of argument. You, when mean, you mean taking a, a 75-hour game and making it entertaining? That's bullshit to you? If you don't like a 75-hour game, then you don't like baseball, Rod Riggle. <laughs> because baseball no, is I just, long. No, I like jazzing it up. I like a <laughs> DH. I like a DH. Well, I don't. I like a little action in my <laughs> I'm game. I'm a purist, but I think if you're going to throw at a oh guy, you should get in the box. <laughs> get in the box. Um, uh, are, the Red, are the Red Sox struggling? There, but they have been struggling the last few games. Uh, they came out to a hot lead at the beginning, just like your Royals, and then they cooled way down. And they cooled off. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I uh, I try not to talk too much mad shit. Just make sure that my game is always on, and he can go watch his dumb game in the rec room. <laughs> <laughs> and there you <laughs> the go. Other TV room. <laughs> what else you got, Channy? Thanks for that question, Mike. Uh, Rude Bay said, if you could play any role or character in a movie, who would it be? Is that to both of us? Okay. (laughs) It's more to you, I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, me? Uh, Let me think of all the movies I've done. If I could play any role, like anything? Oh, fuck. A Kung Fu master. (laughs) That's easy. A Kung Fu master who's totally jacked, buff, like... And I would ha- would not have a shirt. I just karate pants and my black belt. <laughs> oh, a black belt this time. Fuck yeah, <laughs> kung fu master. <laughs> I was a kung fu chump, not kung fu have beginner. Have you ever played a karate person? Not karate yet, person? but sh- they want to know the dream role. I can't believe that you haven't played a karate master or anything. Yeah, I did. here's what here's where it would go down. I would be an anti-hero, shirtless kung fu master. <laughs> Totally jacked, golden tan, awesome mustache from the 70s. And it would have that dynamite feel uh, um, where, you know, I I whip ass on a bunch of punks. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the ladies, then I pop into the club and the ladies are like, come dance with us. I'd be like, yeah, what's up? (laughs) And my dance moves are kung fu moves, right? mm -hmm. And so everybody's like, damn, glove. And everybody (laughs) makes a circle around me and I just do high performance karate. You know, but it's it dazzles everybody. Then I get in a stretch limo mm-hmm. with a couple of ladies. We all go back <laughs> to my huge mansion. <laughs> this is a movie, by the way. Oh, I, I was wondering if it was a movie or just some scenario that you keep jerking or, off to in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's both. It's both. Oh, sure, sure, sure. And it's been there since I was 12. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> It does. It definitely sounds like a twelve-year-old <laughs> fantasy of a movie. Like if a twelve-year-old was writing a movie. I, I've, I started this fantasy when I was twelve, <laughs> and I've been adding to it, like mine, like Minecraft. I right. just keep adding to it, and building on it, mm-hmm. and, and getting it to where it needs to be. For but twenty yeah, years. For twenty years, <laughs> I've been doing this. Since you were twelve. That's right. Uh, mine would be. Uh, uh, I would be uh, Charlie in Top Gun. That would be my dream role. Ooh. Her role, yeah. Oh, so Kelly are, are, we, are, are role. we talking like old things? Because that's a good one. I like that. Thank you. Uh, and by the way, you would nail it. <laughs> yeah, copyright here. Um. Oh, that's good. I guess I would want to. Honestly, I'd like to do uh, a western. Yeah, me a too. Western tombstone. 
Tombstone. You're kind of right there. Wyatt mm-hmm. Earp Tombstone, mm-hmm. but a, a Western. And, yeah, something maybe about that story, young about guns. the shootout at the Even okay. younger. <laughs> what, the young guns? <laughs> I don't even know those Younger Guns with Rob Riggle, <laughs> Sarah <laughs> We should make a um, T-shirt that says that copyright search up. Yeah, I think I would like to uh, play, uh, yeah, Wide Herb or something. That would be fun. I had a lot of fans send this in. It's just they say bust down Sarah Thatiana. Like Taylor Britton sent that in. So I've had like six people send that for you, Sarah. So that's just a comment. What does that mean? Bust down Sarah Thatiana. Because there's a song right now that's like huge called Thatiana. But it's spelled like your last name. So a ton of fans have been sending me that to tell you. So I should oh, I know take that. that song and call them and say, you guys owe me a zillion dollars. That's right. And by the way, I knew that song because I had my finger on the pulse <laughs> of yeah. the street. How does the song go? I don't even know. Like, you were trying to tell me about it once, and I was just like, sure, sure, champ. You and your young shit. With young guns. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And Tiana. I think that's how it goes. That's how it goes. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Wow. I mean, I look, again, I got my finger on the pulse. I know mm-hmm. what's going on on the street constantly. <laughs> Is that, it's called electrocution, <laughs> and you should not have your finger on that. Um, Cindy said, a turd nominee, every man that has ever entered my life. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh Cindy. Cindy. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. Well, Send them my way or just uh, quote tweet anything they do and I'll just uh, I will roast them on your behalf, Cindy, because we've all been there. And I highly encourage you to listen to a podcast that I did years ago called Love Scam. I did it on Ari Shafir's podcast and it was a a really low point in my life where I got catfished by somebody Mm. who wasn't a real person. And uh, I think it will really help. But um Slide into my DMs because I hooked Chandler up with her boyfriend, so maybe I'll find a man for you. Cindy, Cindy, I'm sorry for your pain. Um, go ahead, send in the the names, and Sarah will hurt them for you. Send them in, and then tell the guys out there if you're feeling like Cindy, been hurt. Go ahead and send those names into me, and we'll deal with them here on. The and podcast. then maybe we can hook you up with Cindy. Yeah, oh yeah. We can matchmake. Sarah is number one matchmaker. Yeah, so far I'm one for one. About <laughs> <laughs> a thousand over here. Just like my Braves. Uh, also, um, I was going to say Turd Award nominees. I think we're going to start a Facebook page for our Turd Awards. Now you're talking. Yeah. So that way we have a Riggles Pick Facebook page. So, oh, we are. So we'll put it on that. Well, yeah, I think we already have some of the stuff on there but we just we're gonna have dedicated turd nominees because i want other people to vote on them that's right that's right we want to hear from you we want you to be have a voice in this and we also would love to hear you know if you got some nominees throw them out there we'll take it into consideration doesn't mean we're going to use them to be finalists uh because we do have a very high standard for turds (laughs) for turds yeah and a lot of the fans send me turd award nominations now which is so helpful because you know what's going on in your hometown more than i do Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin said, Rob, who would win in a battle, Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee, or you? It's a great question. Probably the best question I've ever heard. <laughs> um, that is a real battle royale. You're talking about a Thunderdome of a- epic proportions. Listen, Jackie, his longevity, the fact that he does all his own stunts, still at like 70 he's out there doing this stuff, shows that he's a survivor. Mm-hmm. Bruce Lee, unquestionable. One of the greatest kung fu master with the one inch punch can knock a man down with the one inch punch, and then me, a grandmaster of high performance, uh, HPK karate. Um, wow, I guess, I guess it's a great shirt. I guess it would be me. I would win. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen, I respect these guys. They're grand they're they're grandmasters. So I I salute them, I bow. But at the end of the day, you can't stop my low kick. No one can stop <laughs> it. It's like the karate kid's crane move. But isn't a low kick uh illegal? No, I'm not talking about kicking the balls. I'm my low kick. I I don't have any flexibility. <laughs> so I can only kick people in the shins and the ankles. 
Are you allowed to kick people on the shins? You can do whatever you want. In high performance karate. Thank you. <laughs> I just picture you guys going on tour and Sarah does all her stand up and then Rob comes out and just does 10 minutes of low kicks and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> I got no problem with that. I got no problem with that. I just see him coming out and bowing and you're yeah. like, Everyone's like, yes! And you and me, Chan, are just standing off to the side like, this is going to be the greatest <laughs> night of our lives. And we do one show because Rob pulls hammy and we can't go on tour. Oh, my first kick. I, yeah. And for years in interviews, they ask Rob why he gave up karate and he just goes to a dark place. <laughs> he can't even look at boards the same. Oh, yeah. I, w- I would have a mullet. I'd have I'd have a mullet and a goatee and I'd be smoking and I just don't care anymore. <laughs> okay, so um, let's see if we can't make that happen. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Everyone tweeted us if you want to see Rob go on tour with Sarah and just do karate kicks. <laughs> Because that's what we want. That's right. By the way, I'm going to make those hype of HPK yeah. shirts, and only our fans will know what it means. I'm yep. going to sell them at my shows. Do it. And and the K. Trademark Rob Riggle. Yes. <laughs> the K will be you kicking. <laughs> it's done. But it's you're doing done. the low K. Yeah. The low part of well, the, the K. I, it's the K. I can have the low and the high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the, the copyright sign will just say RR so that we know it's copyright property. Booyah. So, last question is from River Pond Seven Eight Eight Eight. What would be your ultimate dream stage to perform at for your comedy shows? And I love the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. River Bend Seven Seven Eight. River Pond. Wow. What it was just it? completely alienate our new a fan. Well, thank listen, you, River, thank you, Snake River seven five nine two one one. Listen, River Trash, we love that you guys wrote in. Like, what the fuck, Rob? She said it two seconds ago. You really are tired. Um, I appreciate you listening, and I really do. Um, I if you talk about a stage. I mean, I don't know about you, but. There is something magical about Carnegie Hall. Wouldn't you want to play Carnegie oh, Hall? Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. If you could play a state, like Carnegie. For me, it would be the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville oh, because yeah. I just love the Grand Ole Opry yeah. and I just love the Ryman and the history and they do comedy there and I've just always wanted to perform there. I got to perform at the Hollywood Bowl, which was pretty That's another incredible. amazing one, yeah. You know, like I was only the seventh, or sorry, the fourth, I believe, comedian ever to be on that stage. So that was like already, and I think I was the first woman. Congratulations! That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a huge deal. So I think that was like a huge bucket list. Well, I didn't even. People were like, "Was that on your bucket?" I'm like, "I didn't ever put that on my bucket list." That's not something that you consider as a bucket list. But for me now, it would be the Ryman for sure. That's really cool. Uh, And uh, for me, watching the comedians of the uh, the 80s and the 70s and 80s or whatever as they came for them it was always Carnegie Hall you got got to play Carnegie that was that was the the crowning jewel that was the the status symbol that you had arrived if you played mm-hmm. Carnegie and so it just kind of stuck in my mind that way that oh if you play Carnegie you've arrived you have you've you've hit a certain status i could see you doing karate in Carnegie Hall <laughs> can That's, you see yourself i absolutely can i dream about it every night <laughs> when i'm not dreaming about the movie the 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 high performance karate movie. <laughs> I'm dreaming about doing high performance karate. Imagine like just like I would love to see you as just like the second show. Mm-hmm. Like people go there to watch like some opera and then like next up, yeah. Rob Riggle you just come out, no yeah. shirt. But it, but it's the yeah, yeah. it's that it's that um it's that uh voice of God that they do in, in theaters uh coming up next <laughs> Rob Riggle. With HPK. <laughs> Hiya! <laughs> In a world. In a world. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That would um, be and, and, and then uh, I come out, but I come out uh, um, with a, either a walker or one of those little things that people put their knee up on because <laughs> the, their ankles are hurt. The knee scooter? Yeah, the knee scooter. I come out on a knee scooter because in the first show, <laughs> I hurt myself. <laughs> so now I can only break boards with my hands. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or your mind. Yeah. You know, 
Because a lot of karate is mental. That would be awesome. <laughs> Telepathy karate. I'm just sitting in a lazy boy. They wheel me out. And I just <laughs> snap and stuff. Thank you, everybody. Good night. And I get wheeled off. Thank you. Just applause. Like like standing ovation. Thunderous. The moment. <laughs> from the moment you be, you're like, guys, sit down. Because I have to finish my career. I can't concentrate. Yeah. I need absolute silence for this next one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, well, God. thank you so much, Sarah. Yeah, please. Chan's Chan's got something to say. Sorry, guys. Normally wouldn't do this, but um, I'm doing a charity event this week with a lot of other comics. It's a show this Sunday, the 14th, 3 to 5 p.m. at the Colony Theater in Burbank. Um, And I just, if you guys can come, it's for charity and it's to help raise money for local at-risk youth. So, Way to go, Chan. That's awesome. Very cool. And I hope that show goes well. That's going to be a cool show. An actual good person on our show. I know. Doing good things. All right. I'm I'm putting my (laughs) cocaine down. I'm putting my gun down. Thank you, Chan, for showing me the way. Next week, I'm going to be in Naples, Florida at Off the Hook on on Wednesday, the 17th with Dolph Ziggler. And then on Saturday, uh, the 20th, I believe it is, the day before Easter, we're going to be at Piano Fight in San Francisco doing a show, and it is all ages. So oh. the first time, so kids can come for the meet and greet and the show. Just be prepared that it the content might be a Spicy. little bit more adult, but uh, they can definitely... But a great opportunity to meet, meet, meet dolphins. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's great. Yes, Very I believe cool. the meet and greet is before the show. So if they're too young to stay for the show, they don't have to do that. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to Riggle's Picks. Uh, this is Rob Riggle. I'm Sarah Tiana. Fair, fair, fair. Fair, fair, fair.